Coming up on Tell the Odds, we give our first thoughts and overall impressions of the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Stellas is back, baby. It's back. What time is it, 3PO? It is time for Telling the Odds. Welcome back. Welcome, one and all, back Welcome to the Tell, Tell the Odds podcast. Merry Christmas to you all Merry as well. Christmas, I hope you yeah. all had a, the merriest of Christmases. Michael, how was your Christmas? Merriest of life days. I had, I had a grand old time, yes. Mar- That's great. Grand old uh, Christmas tradition and... Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's been a good it's been do, a good do you break, have, you know. Do you have many Christmas traditions, or is it pretty uh, standard? Just, you know, spend time with family, you know, just yep. uh, the the usual. Not no no special Wookiee Life Day traditions where we transcend reality and go to a different <laughs> plane of existence. Uh-huh. Nothing special yeah, that's, like that. That's what I did. But, yeah, that's what I mean, you're to each his own. I didn't do anything special yeah. like that. No, no, I don't know. Maybe answer this question: Is that you know when you guys have Christmas lunch, your yeah. your family, Definitely. is it like a course thing, or is it like? Everything's here. Just come just up, kind and, of just come one up and get it. Big thing, like maybe. In fact, even dessert was just kind of like directly afterwards. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of one big thing. Because that's the thing is, and when it's you know with my family, I have my own family that like lives in my house, and I have my extended family as well. Yep. And you know we kind of alternate each year. Like so, for this year, for instance, it was at my extended family's house. Normally, when we do it, it's just yeah, it's all here. Come and get it. Yeah. But. I don't know. My extended family insists on doing this kind of like course thing oh, where you can't get the courses. meat until you've had this these like seafood entrees and like okay, seafood entrees are pretty good. But uh, yeah, sure. But oh, I also want guy. some freaking turkey. So and uh, <laughs> I also wow. can. I also think I yeah. It's just no. I understand. I agree with you. I mean, I like seafood, but I agree. It's there's no reason to. You don't want to have to uh, wait. Kind of you don't have to have to wait. You can on choose Christmas what you lunch. like. You know, just, just come up and just if you just want come exclusively up and get what you want. the main, just get exclusively the main. Or if you want exclusively the seafood, just that's what I do. That's the thing. I'm 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 extremely carnivorous on on christmas it's just like it's all about the meat it's all about the turkey it's all about the lamb yeah but enough telling the odds christmas talk we've got star wars to talk about we have new star wars content finally we actually have some concrete shit to talk about it's a christmas miracle it is it is a christmas miracle uh yeah yeah, so guys we're going to round out the we're going to round out 2021 our last episode of the year it's gonna be our last episode of the year yeah i mean you know we did our trivia thing as kind of like a bookend for the year which i really got which i hope you guys all really enjoy we had a blast filming that what a fun lot of shenanigans that was yeah uh yeah but anyway this is going to be our last episode of the year uh you know chronologically so Book of Boba Fett, Michael. Yeah, we just watched it literally we did, like literally, five minutes ago. Yeah, it was. We went. Let's record. Let's, uh, let's watch it. Stop. All right, go upstairs. Go right and upstairs yeah, and record. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. So basically, what's going to happen here, guys, is just going to be a review and a discussion. That's going to be basically our main export. I think and, probably. Oh, m- oh sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm going to sneeze. You know when you have like a, you know like on the, you're on the verge of sneezing and it goes up yeah. and down and you're kind of left in limbo as yeah. far as talking. Caution headphone users. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's probably more going to be like our first impressions because this is like directly yeah. what we just saw, what we just think about it and whatnot. Presumably, as we go down the line and as we've w- given a bit more time, maybe rewatched a couple of the episodes, and certainly when it's all finished and we give our overall thoughts. Yep. That will be more of an overarching review in comparison also to like other things we've seen and whatnot. But this is just straight up first opinions, first thoughts, what we liked, what we didn't like, and just, yep. yeah, what we and, thought. Uh, and uh, just in, unless, you know, some kind of big story drops in Star Wars, this is going to be like our main export for the next Resume. few weeks yeah. and stuff like that. So might well, be a shorter show, but that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get into our main thoughts first of all, Michael, because we, yep. like you said, we literally just saw this episode about five minutes ago. Sure, for sure. Um, I'm in love immediately. Gosh, that was spectacular. I mean, uh, that was didn't oh, see too much. Not too much happened. Yeah, but just the feeling, the overall like 
vibe that the show is coming across. You know, it's, there's the vibe. It's it's Marbo. It, it feels it's, immediately oh, different. It really it, interesting. It, really it, exciting. It felt immediately different to what we would feel, what we were getting in um the in the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian is a it, it's very much a western. All yeah. right, it's very much a western. It's a it's this one guy. You know, making his way through the galaxy, right? Yeah. And, and that's kind of Boba's catchphrase, anyway. But, but it's you a, could possibly, um, yeah, like Boba's not too different from that. But like the style of the show was very different. Like this, like so much of this episode. Oh yeah, um, would you say spoilers? We're probably gonna, we're going to talk about the episode. Probably yes, watch it let's, before. And then let's come clarify back. before we go any further. Yeah. Yes, this will be a spoiler discussion. We're not holding anything back. Yeah, yet. like so, so much of this episode focused on the backstory of 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 Boba, mostly Return of the Jedi uh, after Return of the Jedi between. Where we last saw him and where we saw yes. him now. Yes. Well, let's talk about a specific there. We saw him getting out of the sun. Oh, yeah. So, and well, even before that, we saw briefly scenes of him in uh, Attack of the Clones, but in the Sarlacc yeah, we pit. saw Camino. We yes. saw Geonosis. That yes. was that was awesome. And so some like get him, really, get him. really like fan favorite like moments like right off the gate, just mm. like bits we wanted to see. Like we we saw him go into the Sarlacc pit. We knew that he got out of it at some point. Legends, we've seen him gotten out of it at some point. We wanted to know mm-hmm. what happened, and we got that delivered perf- perfectly. We like, did we, we, a, a scene of him waking up in the Sarlacc pit trying to burn his way he out. He basically burns himself out. Yeah, and he um yeah. he, he encounters a, a stormtrooper that's being and like you pointed out, I was like, why, why there, is a stormtrooper? There are no stormtroopers in the, you know, kind of Jabba's sail barge fight. So no. it, it lends itself to that idea that people who are in the Sarlacc pit di- get digested over thousands, thousands of years. So that stormtrooper has clearly been there for a while and it's just probably, kind of waiting his turn. It was probably uh, when, when uh, in A New Hope when uh, there was the occupa- slight occupation of Tatooine. Yeah, or when Tat- they go or the, when they chase after uh, C-3PO and R2-D2's pod. Yeah, exactly. Or Look, they, sir, droids. Yeah, when they were like walking <laughs> around, one of them found their way into the uh, the great pit, the great sand yeah. dunes of uh, whatever and uh, tripped and fell into the Sarlacc pit <laughs> and like, whoop. Uh, and then the other guy was just, yeah. just like walking. I did love that there was there was um you know attention to detail right there in that there's that moment where uh in the on the surface you see Boba's hand come up obviously yeah, right cool. but then around it you see all the debris and that's mm. and, and and you know fans like us know that that's Jabba's sail barge exactly but, you know, they don't have to put that stuff in but they do because they know that we're going to know what it is and I think there was even like one of the tentacles of like the Sarlacc pit which is kind of light out so. I think he, he slaughtered it on his way out. Mm. Like that's a that a millennia old. Um, he burnt it from the inside out. Probably, probably um, last of its kind type Salak. I mean, maybe we have. I don't know if we've seen other Salaks before. Like massive, uh, very ancient uh, creature. It's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> very dead. Uh, so basically, this episode is kind of cut into into like cut in half. One half is kind of spent in present day, as far as what. Boba and Fennec are doing in the very yeah. early days of their, build their of their dominion on yeah. Tatooine, but we're also getting to see, uh, yeah, his his backstory, his backstory as far as seeing him, yeah, you know, coming out of the Sarlacc yeah. to now. As we um, saw the Jawas that took his armor, so that will probably lead into how. I mean, that's what yep. we expected because uh, previously, when but what we knew about Boba Fett before we saw him in the Mandalorian was that some Jawas had his armor, yep, um, and it got in the hands of uh, what's his name. Cobb Vance. Cobb Vance. Yep. And that's what happened. So here's, we saw how his armor got taken by the Jawas. And now. Uh, and then he's taken by Tusken Raiders, yeah. but not just any Tusken Raiders. These are. The, it's like a new design. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know. Were the first ones he was found by ones that we were familiar with, or were they even new designs as well? I don't. Th- well, I mean, we've, we've never seen that 
particular design for Tuscans before because yeah. it's basically just those kind of beige robes most of the time. Like, yeah, these like ones red kinda, ones. These ones had kind of like armor with mm. you know starves like sharp starves. You know, yeah, uh, the, staffs, the gaffy I mean. sticks. They were a bit different. They had like sharp ones and a bit shorter. Exactly. They were really cool. I think the part with him and the Tuscans was probably the most interesting part of the episodes for me. Like I really liked seeing this new part of Tuscan culture. You know, seeing the yeah. the uh, the women and the children. The Tuscan too. younglings. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, um, I just love the fact that you know even you know with the Tuscans we've seen before. It, like you know when the one that well you know women and the children too the yeah. village that Anakin meets goes to in in, uh, in yeah even that, they look you know the huts familiar. right yeah. they they live in those kind of huts but these ones were kind of living in these tents, these like so. kind of tented yeah these tarped tent play it kind of looked like those those uh, tents that you can go glamping in you know glamour camping yep. those ones that are kind of like this massive yeah, tarp over your A-frame head ones, yeah. yeah yeah um which was interesting and uh, yeah I agree I just love to hear uh, sorry no see um just. You know, just just different parts of the world we have, we haven't seen before, exactly, or like, different variations of something we've already seen. Like, I really liked the depth that was given to the Tuscans in the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Like, I think, yes, like I'm previously sorry. they've only ever been antagonists, and even in this they were antagonists, but like kind of with more nuance to it. But like they actually worked with and collaborated with the Tuscan yeah. Raiders in hunting the Krayt Dragon, and, and like things with like that was really interesting. And I really liked the Tuscans and learning about them because I mean, in like Kotor, you like can either befriend or attack them and like learn about more of their culture and things mm-hmm. like that. And so it's like really cool, like to see that part of the Star Wars universe where we've only ever really seen like Raiders or just kind of like a uh, you know like the villains. Be yep. like seen in this new lights and uh, spoil the new cultures and aspects of them and like the way that their traditions work, like the way that they were like, I mean, much later on in the show, but when they're digging up the water or things like that, like I think that was a really interesting part of the episode that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so going back to what we're now seeing in present day, essentially after Bobo wakes up from, because essentially we get the, the flashbacks whenever he's in the back to tank, which is, okay. which I think is a good way which, to start. Yeah, which that's is a, a, it's a good way to structure it. Frame, because, frame the, uh, the, the, the uh, parts of the episode yeah. that like show the backstory of it. Because when he comes out of it, he t- he says Fennec- to Fennec Shan, you know, the dreams are back. You yeah. know, so essentially, what we're what you know what's happening when we're seeing these flashbacks is we're seeing his dreams because he's essentially just you know recounting what happened for us, which is yeah. an interesting way of going about it. An interesting, uh, I like that you know, idea, like the way to like frame it because it's clearly set after the Mandalorian when we know it. Yeah, but like we want to learn about that part of him, but it's like a, a fun way to be able to like, yeah, attach it to what's going on, especially if they possibly do tie in. So like we might see a flashback about something that happened, which then ties into where we see him now. Like things like that could be interesting, but uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if this is going to be the way that the show is structured the entire time. That's a good point. It's kind of like, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, have you seen Arrow? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was literally just thinking It kind of that. reminded me of the way that Arrow, the CW, like, yeah, um, Stephen Amell show kind of, uh, kind of did that is that, the entire show is basically split up between what's happening in present day as well as talking uh, as well as showing us what happened uh, um, like five years earlier. five years prior yeah um, I think yeah I'd be interested to know whether whether it would be the uh, the whole thing because here we saw him he's like been out of the Sarlacc pit he got stolen by the, the Jawa Stolas gear and he's been taken by the Tuscans but he's already started to befriend him mm. and when we see him at the start of the Mandalorian season two is he's in full Tuscan armor. He's yeah. like, I've presumably been searching for his armor, uh, his Mandalorian armor, and it's been there. Although it's like five years. So like, it is it's five. It's like, isn't it five yeah, years? Yeah, that's five true. Five years prior. It's roughly that. I mean, we have, don't know how long he was in the Sarlacc pit for, slash how long he was with the Tuscan Raiders for. But like, I, I don't, 
if, if presumably if he's starting to befriend the Tuscans, um, I don't know how much further they can go with the backstory unless we do they do an arrow where they're like, yeah, he was uh, with the Tuscans for five years, or he was on the island for five years, except when he wasn't for like most of that time when he was like <laughs> in Hong Kong and like yeah. on, off the island. For the for the uh, for the Arrowverse fans, this is the episode for you. We're referencing that. Uh, well, I know that we're going to get a little bit more of the flashback parts because I remember there's a part in the trailer where he kind of walks in on a like a like a a group of Jawas kind of like in a room when he's in this kind of like white ju- when he's in nothing but this kind of white oh, jumpsuit white that we jumper. see him in the flashback. Yeah, the, so obviously we're going to get more around that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another thing we kind of chuckled at when we just see him lying in the sand and he's like white underoos mm. that just well, go though, all around his body. To be fair, that like as goofy as it was, the attention to detail in that though, the part that you could see some of the clothes underneath, because like obviously the Mandalorian armor, it's not going to burn through that. It's um the... uh What's the metal? Oh, Beskar. The yeah. Beskar, exactly. It's not going to burn through that. But underneath that, like the undergarments had like parts of it that had been digested. Like, yeah. Was starting to be digested away. And like the skin was like melted there. And I'm pretty sure I saw when he was like being dragged away. I think there was like a maggot crawling around there. Like, so mm. the way he's been like burnt and like kind of partially digested. I mean, only. And that's something they like, pay attention bit, to. Yeah. I mean, you could see in his face. Like he's exactly. not. He's not how he looked before. And well, to be fair, we'd never seen Boba Fett's face before. Yeah. We'd only seen Jango Fett in the of the clones and Boba Fett as a kid. Yes. So maybe he always was bold and had no eyebrows and whatnot, but maybe not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, that's something that I definitely uh, really, really liked. And um, yeah, that's just something that I, I appreciate they actually paid attention to because in the present day, when they get into this kind of fight scene in the Tatooine city, which we'll get into more specifically in a minute, um, he's not at full strength. No, he's clearly still healing. Yeah, he's still healing. So there's a part where he kind of gets attacked and then immediately he goes to his Gamorrean guards going, I need the back to tank, you know, because he's, he's yeah. still struggling. And I understand, you can understand why, but I also enjoy the fact that they're, they're not making him this like invincible yeah, exactly. machine, right? He's, 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 he's human. failing in his early attempts, but I mean, he's, he's human. He's, he's getting a bit older. He's got some work to do. So he was, he's pretty, he's pretty badass in the Mandalorian, which is set prior to this. For he sure. Yeah. Destroy, like how many stormtroopers did he and Fennec Shan beat up? But, uh, they struggled with a couple of, uh, assassins on Tatooine. Like, I mean, this really does not bode well for those stormtroopers there. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what, that's, that, <laughs> I mean, fair. that's the thing. That's how shit the stormtroopers were. Is also, that even Boba Fett, slightly weakened yeah. could eviscerate them. However, they did use guns in that, like Fennec Shan, and Boba yeah. Fett did do a number of it, like with his stick yeah. or whatever, but they did use guns. And in the, like the whole fight scene on Tatooine, which we'll get to, no, they never used guns. They no. were just like constantly hitting each other. Just Fennec Shan, bring out a gun, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, well, let's talk about oh, one, speci- like, one particular use of a weapon in that particular fight scene. They made us go, holy shit, is yeah. that part where one of the <sighs> assassins is just trying to run away on one of the roofs? Yeah, and, and Boba Fett shoots it. a missile at him and he, he just, just he just blows up. Yeah, because he first tries to use the missile when they got the shields up, but it like bangs them all backwards. But when he uses it on the dude, you're like, yeah, that's why he's got the missiles. It just blows. Him up. Oh, that was a crazy. That's yeah. that is why Vader says no, no. disintegrations because he has a reputation. Disintegrations is more the fire, but yeah, it's the idea yeah. of uh, if he is going after you, unless he wants it, he's probably not going to leave your body intact. So. No, that's true. He's not going to be like the Mandalorian where he's like, I can bring you in cold or I can bring you in warm. He's like, yep. I can bring you in or I can bring in your dust. Your, your, <laughs> I can bring in your rem- your uh, uh, vapor. That's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, so let's just talk more specifically about what Boba's doing on Tatooine at this time. Is essentially trying to establish him as this new crime lord, right? Yep. And he, uh, so first of all, there's this um, there's this tribute scene mm. where it seems as though kind of dignitaries from different districts, different, yeah, there's a qualish there. different there areas, a, a are possibly Trandoshan. different systems. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's all. Located on Tatooine, these people, as I far would as suspect so. where I mean, they're coming from, I because 
uh, Java did not have his power that like he had majorly when like the hut ruled a bunch of the galaxy. I think the, yeah. most of the hut clan had kind of failed. So he was mostly ruling just Tatooine, I suspect at the time. So yep. unless, yeah, I, I think the implication being that he was kind of like the local crimes or whatnot at that yep. area or uh, things. But uh, yeah, the, with, with the mayor was kind of like, they're building a tension there. Potential. Yeah. The mayor's kind of, uh, the, the mayor's kind of, uh, Moth sidekick, I guess the, the, I can't remember the name, the particular word he yeah, used, yeah. but essentially the, the mayor's ad- advisor, let's call him the advisor. Um, but yeah, you're right. We also saw an Aqualish. We saw a Trandoshan. Mm. We saw them ba- essentially paying tribute to, you know, Lord Fett as they call him, you know, yeah, exactly. um, which was interesting. And there's That's a part where the, where the Trandoshan walks in and then he says, I used to, I used, <laughs> I used to, to work, work for him. For that guy. Yeah, but when they... Oh, it's um, that accent. That was atrocious. Challenging <laughs> uh, New Zealand, it just went, like, uh, completely off the walls. Um, yeah, so, but then when he was mentioning Trandoshan, when he started saying, I used to work for him, I thought he was going to say, I used to work with the Trandoshan, and that would tease Bosk. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I no, still, he used to work for him, yeah. Yeah, I still think we're going to get Bosk in some fashion in this show. That'd be, co- that'd be awesome, yeah, but... Um, I mean, especially because they've been given a backstory um, in... Uh, in uh, Clone Wars, it would it would be a missed opportunity not to have yeah. it because Carnivora Singh, she's dead. No, it would be nice to have Cad Bane, but we'll see what happens. I, if Bosk we if, the, if we see Cad Bane, I will lose my shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I mean Boss would be the one that makes the most sense. My favorite would be if for some random reason Forlorn Mulzaka showed up because I randomly like them and they've like been a nothing. Yeah. But if anyone makes sense to show up like another bounty hunter or whatnot, it would probably be Boss. Yeah. I'd say Bosk, maybe Cad Bane, um, and uh, maybe, a, I don't know, a few other people. Yeah, um, we'll hopefully get some fun cameos along the way. We're still hoping can for... Can I just say, uh, this, this is, you know, a complete pipe dream, and, uh, and, and quite frankly, I do not think this will happen. But, you know, it's the crime area of the galaxy. Who knows? What would your reaction be if, you know, if, if you just heard in the distance, <laughs> Boba, my old friend. Yes. Oh. <laughs> See, I don't know if... Hondo if, and Arco is who we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Hondo is quite significant enough for t- this to be like a major player he's more of like little cons that he runs yeah. or little little uh little grifts and whatnot across the galaxy he's not really a crime lord i mean he kind of was he was like a crime boss a bit when he had a, pi- a gang of pirates and clone wars but ever since then he's been mostly like smaller scale things yeah. i would love him to show up i don't think he will no he won't this but- also doesn't feel like the way that the, the tone that the show's building it like it had a couple of small little quips with the uh, yeah. fennec and uh, boba Mostly, this tone was like they were building a kind of serious tone, like yeah. building a kind of like an the, epic. Like, there's a reason it's called the Book of Boba Fett. It's kind of building like an epic story of like yeah. his rise in power. I feel like <laughs> there was that moment when you know, because obviously Boba's a crime lord, but he is new to this. Is yeah. that there's that part where he's essentially that that uh, mayor's advisor is essentially implying that they need to pay him tribute. Yeah, yeah. and then Boba's just like, "I'm the crime lord. He's supposed to pay me." <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't understand. What, what do you? What I do know. You, what do you mean you don't pay me? That was, uh, that was pretty fun. <laughs> can't compete. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was a good, that was an um, awesome moment. And then right after that, we essentially go into him, uh, yeah, going out into the city, going out into this kind of, we don't know what city this is specifically. We weren't sure if it was Mos Espa, whether it was somewhere else. Um, I think it was Mos Espa. Yeah. She was, the person was, no, no, not she, it was a different guy. The person that we were, to the mayor um, that was referenced, and presumably I suspect is the one who sent the assassins, um, was supposed to be the mayor of Mos Espa. Um, so I, I assume so, but he visited like a local, um, was it, it wasn't quite a, uh, we didn't really see a good extent of the area, but that they were in, but they essentially go into this kind of, uh, yeah, so just this, not a cantina, but like kind of like a, an establishment that yeah. let's be vague where we saw <laughs> Max Rebo. Okay. We really hope it's Max Rebo. Round of applause for Max Rebo. Let's yeah. go. Let's go.
Um, it was a blue, I don't know his name, but a dude playing the piano. It almost definitely. <laughs> Star Wars, the circle piano. Yeah, do, 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 do. yeah. It almost definitely was Max Rebu. And if it is, that is amazing. Uh, we uh, thought that he was dead. Oh, I 100% thought he was dead at the uh, Jabba Sailbarge. Because um, there's that moment where um, it's it's weird that we're referencing something so, you know, but the, <laughs> um, the Lego Star Wars holiday special yeah. from last year. There's that moment where they welcome a portion of the Max Rebo band. Onto yeah, the yeah. Back, like, it's Poe, like Lego Poe. Exactly. He goes, what happened to the rest of the Max Rebo band? And then they answer in the alien language and he says, oh, my condolences. Yeah, exactly. So we assume, wait, did Max Rebo die? Although was Max, Max Rebo was in that, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, I thought he was. I only watched it once. Yeah, I think I think Max Rebo was in that, but that's not okay. That's enough. not canon. Well, so that explains why Drupal McCool wasn't well, there. Well, that's the sad thing. <laughs> I was like, when that first, when he first showed up, and I think there was a, an Aqualish with him or whatever it was. Whoever was the arrested, there was man, a um, was one of the person. What do, what do you call the um, the Jizwalers? The um, you know the the oh oh yeah. uh uh yeah, what species is Figurin Dan? Bith, thank you. Yeah, it was a Bith. Yeah, there was a Bith and there was Max Rebo. Yes. Ma- or the Max Rebo species. Exactly. So there were those two. I was really hoping. We, me, me and Jack were just sitting next to each other and be like, Droopy, show us Droopy, Droopy, Droopy. Show us Droopy McCool. We really wanted Droopy McCool. <laughs> we did not get that. With his um, with he's, his bass clarinet. He's probably <laughs> dead. I suspect Max Rebo survived. Maybe he uh, he got hungry and went out for a bit to get something. And then when he came back, the barge was destroyed. Who knows? Get that hashtag trending. I suspect. Droopy Ma- McCool lives. <laughs> yes, we want Droopy McCool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we go into this kind of, yeah, this establishment tavern place. Yeah. And uh, they essentially just, all they want to do is kind of make themselves known because they yeah. mention Jabba rarely came out of the, came out of uh, his castle. And when he did, they lifted him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas like to walk on two feet. Yep. So um, yeah. And they mentioned that and that's, that's something I really love. And let's just get this right out the, right out, right off the gate. Tamara Morrison is having a lot of fun oh, and he's owning the show so far. He's, I mean, like Fennec Shan's quite fun as well, but Timothy yep. Morrison stand out. He is he is just carrying so many of the scenes. He's, I mean, I mean when you think how long he's, he's been involved, pretty, he, yeah. he's been in, he's been in Star Wars since two thousand and two. You know, nineteen exactly. years. So you know, he's a he's a great transition from like playing Jango Fett, who's pretty similar in character, but like Boba Fett's kind of got a lot more weight and a lot more history yeah, towards the, him. He, he's only ever played Jango and the clones. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, and not even for very long. You don't even see Jango as the clones for very long. It's just Although, those, if just those plays, few shots with Cody. If he plays each individual clone, do you like times it by like a bill, uh, like a million clones? We've in which seen case, like a he's million Tamaros. He's, he's been like in for a million minutes of Star Wars. Or something. Exactly. Um, yeah, and you know, we we would. You know, the Clone Wars is D. Bradley Baker, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 so, and essentially after they, you know, have this little correspondence with um, Jennifer Beale's kind of Twilight character, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, interesting. I would like to see how that kind of relationship develops. Yeah, um, what's the, what, what's happening there? Cause just what his rapport with the Tatooine public becomes, because yeah, he mentions Jabba ruled with fear, I intend to rule with respect. So uh, it was obvious that Jabba was kind of like this feared crime lord that you don't screw with, but there's going to be kind of an element of, a lot of- you, should, you should respect and kind of fear Boba Fett, but you can't not go and talk to him exactly i think uh, also the idea that we were mentioning is that like he's still very early um and also it kind of seems like he's only got like three employees or four employees at this point if yeah, you count a droid exactly. and like when he was walking around Mos Espa, i'm like there's a lot of people here he's claiming to be like in charge of this area now and he's currently got one assassin and two gamorians with him if if if, if there's any opportunity to like attack him before he like starts to like actually build up like a you know a repertoire of people working yeah. for him and like actual you know someone to be afraid of it's it's now which is why i mean they send assassins after him yeah but, uh, i mean like it, you know in a in jabba's 
uh, palace, you know, in Return of the Jedi, for instance, it's littered with people, you know, yeah, wh- exactly. whether it's whether it's dancers, whether it's There's people a bunch who of bounty just, hunters waiting around to bounty get a hunters, job. people just hanging out. Yeah, you know, it's pretty empty at the moment. So yeah. it'll I'll be the, interesting. You got the the singing. You got the uh, what's her name? Uh, oh God, size uh, noodles. Size noodles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see what Boba what uh, Boba's palace looks like at the end of this show. Mm. Um, but for right now, it's pretty empty, and uh, I you know because that's that's what the show's going to be. I I assume is that we're going to see him build his empire. I suspect. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason that one of the first things we brought up is the you know the fact that the Mandalorian the Mandalorian feels like a western it feels like a kurosawa inspired thing but this definitely feels like a, you know a, 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 a sopranos goodfellas type story like a like a like a crime syndicate crime lord type story yeah, which is exactly what days. i wanted to see yeah i really i'm looking forward to seeing how he kind of builds up the uh, and tries to like kind of re rebuild the uh, the legacy of the, of like Jabba's crime syndicate now uh, after like other people are like starting to like kind of vie for his power or the way he um got the Mandalorian the the Gamorreans where he's like you were loyal to your previous bosses if I spare your life will you be loyal to me I love that yeah. I love that because you know it, that you got a taste of we we talked about this a uh, couple of weeks or last week a couple of weeks ago uh we talked about how you know we had never really seen what Boba Fett was like as yeah, as far as like his character, as far as his personality, mm. and as far as how honourable he is, yeah, because he values loyalty. Exactly, so. we know we know you know that um you know he was a bounty hunter and kind of a mercenary, but Jango Fett was a very honourable man. Uh, Hondo said that in Clone Wars. Mm. Um, so I'm loving these parts that you know in Mandalorian we saw you know I said that we'd um give you the kid if you gave us the armor. We have the armor, but you don't have the kid yet, so we're going to help you get him back. And we saw more of that in this when he says you know yes you um what is it you kind of you, you ran or whatever they tried to you know do whatever but they said if i spare your life would you be loyal to me and they kneel and he gives them a chance which mm. is awesome i love those moments exactly um, it just builds up boba fett as not just this awesome character that we've loved for 30 years but more as a person yeah and, I, and as like a the idea of an honorable individualized character yeah he's, he's 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 had the backstory that we've learned that he has the mandalorian army he's got the history yeah. presumably under Django fett who's now been like retconned and then retconned again to be a mandalorian to be like mm-hmm. from whatnot so he presumably was taught the mandalorian ways of honor and like being a soldier so mm-hmm. so a warrior so he kind of has that history and presumably He'll uh he'll like bring that into the way he rules as opposed to Jabba who was like you know you you slightly insulted me oh, let's open the rancor pit you know exactly like, presumably he's gonna rule a slight like all way. all that um green twilight did was like tug on the 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 um mm. what's it called the, the chains chain, a little yeah. bit and then she died exactly you know, Boba um, wouldn't do that which it was interesting because the. I like the joke about they needed to get a protocol droid, which was quite funny. But the droid that they did have there who was, like, introducing them was like, this is a bad idea. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> that's that, true. that was quite funny. I like that. Yeah, well, that's the, the funny thing is is that he, he that droid was kind of recommending that mm. he either kill them or torture them exactly. publicly. Like, because how it, would you like me to torture them? Like, yeah. I haven't tortured them. Well, that's the funny thing. Is Sorry, that, does not compute. Isn't that droid, that, that, that type of droid, that's like a torture I, droid, right? That, uh, that was, I, I believe that was the droid that was... Um, like was in charge of the, uh, but that particular make of, that particular make of droid has mostly been used in like torture slash interrogation scenes. I think it's because, only been used once because the there's that in Return of the Jedi where it was torturing the uh, the gonk droid. Yeah, there's also that moment in Clone Wars that episode where um, Cad Bane uh, tries to get the uh, Senate building plans out of R two D two and C three PO. Was there as in well. that particular moment? That same make of droid is doing the torturing. <laughs> I love. So, I mean, maybe it was the same droid, but I love the idea that it's just like you got the droids that were designed for protocol called the ones that gonk droids were ba- basically batteries astromechs are like engineers and, pi- and co-pilots yep. this droid we designed yeah this is a torture droid <laughs> like one why does it need to specialize in torture like how oh. specific is that and two what is going on with the Star Wars universe that a company can just be like hi look at our brand new torture 2000 <laughs> it's really good at, at helping you torture your enemies 
Oh my god, Michael! I just—it's hilarious. Um, well, what was that thing that you made me laugh about really early on? It was that part where, um, um, before we started. No, no, yeah. When no. we were watching the show, there's something that made me burst out laughing because it was kind of like a a reference to like a prequel meme or something. Oh, I was, it was um, probably to do with the when we were like we were. Uh, they were like showing the uh, the um, Tuscan Raiders, and I'm like, not the women, it was the women and the children. Too, That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. Um, yeah. when, when in doubt, reference Anakin's homicidal uh, tendencies. That's the thing because I mentioned because there's a there's a you know a, a, a child Tuscan. Right? Yeah, which they were cool. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, he just shows them. They just start that, hitting him, and that's all I said. And you go, the women and the children. Yeah, <laughs> that's like it's just my um, what's it called? Just it's my trigger. Yeah. If you even say uh, even like reaction, yeah. a, a slight version of that line, especially when you do it, I just yeah. I burst out laughing. Just I just love how he's there and they're just like, bang, bang. They're just starting to him a bit. Um, so, yeah, we basically covered everything that happens in the present day. We, yeah. Um, but then, no, we didn't cover. Yes. So, so there was a so there was a roadie in there who was captured with, who yep. was kind of interesting. How he, like, kind of, when he tried to, like, hey, do you want me to undo your binds? It's like, wah, wah. you know, he, like, called in all of the bunch of yep. them. Um, but, like, when they were out, like, digging for the water. That's what I was about to get into, yeah. What did they uncover? But uh, a, a at first we thought it was, like, what is this, like a crate dragon skeleton? We thought it was a crate dragon. Or, like, and then a, you or like a baby was, one. You thought it was a skeleton. I thought, it was, I thought he was, like, uncovering a skeleton. Yeah, and then like I was a, like, so. mm, that might be something that's still alive. Yeah, and then and right after I said that, it burst out of the sand. Yeah, and it was a new creature, I suspect, that we have a I love the really look of this thing, design. by the way. The face was kind of like a, it was like a fishish design. It was like, like that. But yep. it had four four arms and then the two legs but then also it like leant forward and used the two arms as like forward forward legs kind of like a centaur where it was like a body yeah. forward and then arms like that it was really interesting that's design. what i love about when um kind of creature design when production design in star wars is done really really well is because yeah. you not only make it look cool yeah. but as far as the things you've included they actually have kind of behavioral behavioral adaptation yeah. features to what you've included because that's that's absolutely what would happen with an actual yeah. living thing out in nature you know you've actually given some actual um biological thought exactly. as far as creating these creatures which is just something that i i'm you know really appreciative that they do that's the stuff that stuart freeborn the original you know um yeah, yeah. you know uh creature designer um you a know, lot of because he created yoda yeah. the look for yoda and stuff like that but that's the stuff that they would do in the original trilogy because mm. they would love they would not only make yeah. it look cool but think okay so if this creature was in a sand area yeah. what would it need you know it's just uh, yeah I really like the idea of exploring more biodiversity of Tatooine. Like we got to yep. see the crate dragon in season two, Mandalorian, and it looked spectacular. We get yep. we like seeing what like the banthers there. There's like a uh, other creatures like that. But I think yeah, learning more about like Tatooine is like a as much as it's kind of like a joke that we see Tatooine in almost every Star Wars story. It's like the most visited planet. We don't really know too much about it. We know no. like three cities and two. They're pretty similar, except like one's a spaceport, one's like a small town. We know like. One native, like, indigenous species, well, like, the Jawas that live there and a couple of, like, moisture farmers or what other people do. But, like, yep. there's really only, like, two other, like, banthers are, like, from there and, like, crate dragons there. Like, it's fun exploring more about the... Yeah, I mean, when you think about how many species a particular a, a typical I mean, planet has... As well, but yeah. Yeah, if you think about how much, uh, how many different species yeah. a, a typical planet has. Well, yeah, like we've, Earth. we've only scratched the surface. Like how many different animals there are on Earth, and that's yep. just Earth, <laughs> uh, like uh, this an individual planet which is completely biodiverse from other places. Like if you yep. look at Australia, Australia was like almost completely isolated from other places in the world. Yep. And because of that, we've got such biodiversity when compared to rest of the, like rest of the Earth. Like Tatooine is basically in Australia, like in the outer rim, like a desert planet. Like it's kind of like that. I love it. Let's compare yeah. Earth to the entire higher star wars exactly galaxy. it's gonna like it's gonna have like completely different like creatures and like aliens and stuff like that and so exploring like 
the idea of like fun, like creatures, especially I love the idea of like really dangerous planets where it's like really yeah. hard to survive. Like in the desert, the dune seas are Tatooine. Not only is it like hard to find water and like food, but also every so often you'll dig up a giant like creature that's going to like rip your head off. I know. Whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the part that, you know, we were kind of what, you know, the, this kid, this kid Tuscan kind of mm. takes Boba and this Rodian on like a little walk and they end up seeing and the dog. Um, yep. And they end up seeing this, uh, this like moisture farm get raided. Yeah. That was, um, yeah. That which, was, is, which is interesting because I wonder if that will be addressed further. Yeah. Cause, cause it didn't really, am- cause that part of it didn't really amount to anything. So I assume that if, you know, if the writing's done well, yeah. that will, you know, equate to some kind of story point eventually. Cause that's, that's something that I'm really interested to see more of in Kenobi. You know, these ideas mm. that, you know, we never see it happen to, <sighs> we never see it happen to the, um, the, to the Lars, homestead but we're um, gonna have like two separate star wars shows entirely set on tatooine this is gonna be interesting yeah well you know the the concept art that we've already gotten for obi-wan definitely alludes to the fact that he'll be going off um and that's the thing is because the only footage that we've seen the boba fett trailers we pretty much a lot of it was seen in this episode i love the fact that we've got is this an eight episode show uh probably i think so yeah um I love the fact that we that we've got another seven episodes to go, and we've yeah. basically seen everything already. Yeah, you know, well, we, we, everything we think we've seen. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, we're basically you know seven episodes of just uncharted territory, complete go going in from here, going in completely blind, and we know that we don't get you know um, TV promos and stuff no. for these episodes, so we're going to be going in completely blind. The rest of it could completely just be politics on Naboo, and we'd never know. We'd never know. Yeah, <laughs> we'd never know. Uh, I would like to go. I would like to see Naboo again. I would. Probably not in this show. Not in this show, no. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I'm interested to see what happened to it because it, it definitely wouldn't have been treated badly because it's Palpatine's homeworld. Yeah. So during the reign of the Empire, well, it would have been actually, well I mean, side tangent here, but uh, after a project, um, what's it called, happened, where Palpatine died and then destroyed the <laughs> Empire, um, one of the things he did right at the start where I can't remember what Project um, uh, Cinder, Operation Cinder. Operation Cinder, yeah. Yeah. One of the first things that happened is he activated a bunch of weather machines above Naboo and basically tried to destroy the planet through like tor- <laughs> storms and tornadoes and whatnot. So um, okay. maybe he wasn't the biggest fan. So have you, have you seen the movie Geostorm? He essentially tried to do <laughs> he tried, what? He, he tried to pull a Geostorm on Naboo. He tried Naboo. to Geostorm Naboo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting part. I'm curious if that'll come back. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I was going to mess because like the way they dealt, like they kind of, the way they were attacking the uh, homestead, they burnt them. I'm interested to know whether they're going to kind of retcon the way that... Oh, actually, no, I was going to say that like, they retcon the way that Tusken Raiders did, but no, the whole idea was that Stormtroopers killed the Lars, but then they pretended it was Tusken Raiders. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we've we've never really seen the Tusken Raiders be too savage, really. Like they No, that's what I'm interested to see. They attack Luke, but they don't kill him, or, like, they attempt to attack him. I'm Luke, was kind of like, Luke was kind of, like, on their land. So. Yeah. Also... Um, with Anakin, they steal, they steal Shmi, but yep. like, again, like, um, you know, they're indigenous to there and like, they, they took Shmi, but like, I, I don't know, like, it's in, I feel like it would be interesting to kind of see like another side of, uh, of the, uh, the Tusken Raiders and like, and how, what, like what they're bringing up with these, with these, uh, these, these other Raiders that we see on Tatooine. Yeah. They so did like a little symbol. So yep. presumably there's going to be like maybe an, an organization there. Or, yeah, exactly. I and didn't I, recognize the symbol, but maybe like as soon as we go on Twitter, we'll be like, oh my gosh, it's this symbol that we all would have recognized. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a dummy. Yeah. No, we recognize yeah, that right like, off the first bat. First try. Exactly. Yeah. Damn, um, we just, we just wrote proof that we didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see, maybe we'll see more of that in, uh, in Kenobi because yeah, you know, oh, that could be fun tying that, them together. Cause there'll be moments where obviously you need to see, we might see Obi-Wan defend the Lars homestead a few times and protect Luke from, from 
Raiders, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, you know, I think that was one of the first things that they mentioned in when this was a little while ago now, when I think Deborah Chow was in an interview and she gave a very kind of cryptic and very brief synopsis for the show. She essentially yeah, yeah. said, you know, this is a hostile wasteland. There are Raiders that, that, um, that, uh, prey on these moisture farms and, and stuff like that. signs on the buildings. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that she would mention that leads me to believe that we will see some of it. In I the, think you're right. right. If, because if we presume, if we don't see these raiders or whatnot come back in any, they don't even have to be custom raiders. Yeah, 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 or like them. I think that you might be right. It might just be like instead. Well, as much as it would be like kind of lazy writing to be like, oh yeah, they just never show up again. It could be that they're setting up a potential plot point for a Kenobi. Who knows? Because yeah. uh, that's the thing. They are like on the same ta- planet, presumably around the same area, but they're like decades apart, right? Because Kenobi set in between. Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and this is set post Return of the Jedi. So, like, there's a you know, there's a bit of time. There's almost there's almost going to be twenty five years in between. Oh yeah, because uh, you know it's well yeah because Obi Wan is set ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So there's nine years before A New Hope. Mm. There's four years that that's that's the original trilogy. That's thirteen years plus another five years. So eighteen years between the events of what we're seeing in Kenobi and what we're seeing now. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so that's interesting. So there'll be a bit of a time jump there. Yeah. So essentially, after Fennec Shan chases after these kind of marauders and stuff like that. That's the last of what we see in the present day. Yeah. And then we go back to the flashback and then he fights this four-armed creature, yep. uh, kills it. They take it, they, um, the kind of the kid just running around. I liked like that, that, that they kind of, that this kid kind of returns with its head as kind of like a, a Tuscan trophy, Raider yeah. rite of passage kind of thing. I also love how when he was like handed to people and was showing them, he grabbed his gaffy stick and was doing like that, like recreating the way he choked the, uh, yeah. Was I, quite, I love those, like so proud of those Boba. interesting moments, but of that, you know, where you see the, the way, that the Tuscans interact in the relationship that they have. Well, yeah, and like I said, the, I feel like that, but, that's the way they survive. They're, uh, exactly. they're not, they're not like, they don't, I don't suspect they have, I mean, they have banthers, which they presumably milk or, or whatnot, but like, yeah. they like, they're presumably hunters. Like they will hunt for their food. And my like. favorite part of it was the part at the end where this kind of, I think he's the leader cause he had the staff. Yeah. Uh, he essentially gives <laughs> Boba, the water. he gives him the water and stuff yeah, like which, that. Cause they, which when is, the kid was there, he wasn't allowed to drink. It's like, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't worthy of it. But now, now that he's done a good thing for the, the, the tribe. Exactly. And, and that's why it's interesting for two reasons. One, it's it's showing it's uh, setting up how he gains the respect of the of the indigenous uh, Tuscan the, Raiders, the Tuscan Raiders yeah. as well as there was this kind of moment. It was kind of unspoken, but the way that he did it because the Tuscan was also still looking at the child yeah, yeah. was like, "Listen, I know you killed that thing. Thanks for saving the kid's life." And then exactly. he gives him his drink. Yeah, that was, was kind good. of like a, a nice unspoken moment between those two, which was mm. great. Like you know, he and also this kind of honorable moment for Boba where he essentially lets the kid. You know, uh, have the victory. Yeah, you know, he, and Boba also, killed him, but it makes it. But he lets the kid kind of relish in the celebration of this kind of rite of passage thing for the Tuscans. Yeah, also, which leads back to this kind of honourable Boba Fett personality the, trait that he has. Did the dog survive or? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if the dog came back. If the idea is like, if he could have kind of like gotten away, run away there, but he like you know like he made sure that the kid was all right and whatnot. So yeah, yeah it is showing this honourable. Rodian side. died though. Yeah, and he died. <laughs> uh, honourable side to him, even if he is like kind of captured, but captured by the uh, Tuscans. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So I really liked it. Should we uh, give our overall thoughts to the That's episode, basically or? all the thoughts yeah, we, we can give because that's basically everything I mean, that like, happens in the was, show. Like, the, the fight scene that happened between them and like things like that. But uh, yeah, like lots of little fun details. Overall, as I said at the start, the uh, the vibe that the show is like is is creating of like kind of like a crime yep. show and like tying it to the backstories as well. We we're learning these crucial details about Boba Fett that we've wanted to learn for like what like forty years or whatnot. Like yeah. I, mean, I haven't been in the life for twenty years, but like you know what I mean. It's that's like really interesting. I'm really I'm really excited for the show. It's, like. 
I mean, I've been excited for the show like since it was announced and since they were building up for it. But like after seeing this first episode, I'm way more excited to see where the show can go than when I was like yesterday. I'm like, oh yeah, Book of Boba Fett's coming out. Oh, that'll hopefully be fun. Yeah. Uh, my overall thoughts are very similar to yours. I really, really love this first episode. You're right. The tone was set up immediately as something that's vastly different from what we've seen in The Mandalorian. But there's a kind of commonality as far as how they're set up and how they're made, which is awesome. Uh, Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett is is back and he's he's awesome. And I'm loving the relationship between him and Fennec Shan. And, and again, this like crime lord feeling where, and I'm, and I'm again liking the fact that they're not making him this like unstoppable, invincible character. He's got his moment, he's got his um, weaknesses, he's got some work to do as far as bettering himself, bettering himself as a leader, that kind of thing. When he's just like, I don't know how this kind of works. Uh, the direction by Robert Rodriguez is something I'm oh, yeah, very excited to see more of. Do you know, what I didn't th- mention those fight scenes and that chase that Fennec Shand engages in with these marauders was really yeah, well, well done. Sure. The score. That's what I was about to say. You were like saying throughout, like, damn. This- Damn, this score is because I'm a, this I'm, score is hot because I'm a big score guy. Uh, like literally, He's all a high a, score. My yeah. entire uh, Spotify playlist is just film scores. Exactly. Uh, I listen to them all the time, and I'm a big fan of the Mandalorian so score. L- Ludwig and Ludwig uh, Göransson. Yeah. He's back. Um, He's, doing a good job. he's one of my favorite composers. He did Mandalorian, but he, he, he's also done Black Panther, Creed, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, uh, which is, uh, I'm, I just love him Stand as, out. I just yeah. love him as an artist. So the fact that he's getting more work and it's really good work as well. Definitely. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm super excited for the rest of this show. Yeah, the this, show, this show, it's, it's got me, it's really exciting. I mean, like, as we said, like, but I mean, a little bit before recording, like we've, we've gotten Star Wars throughout the year. It's been mostly like animated, like vision and visions. What did and, we get? We uh, had Bad Batch. Bad Batch. And we had visions. But it's, it's been about a year since we had our last live action one, and yeah. gosh, Star Wars in live action just has like a like a kind of a more immersive feel. It, to it. It's like, what it started out. It feels as. real. Like, it just you know, feels so much more tangible because oh, that's yeah. how we see life. You this, know, so. this show like got me really excited about Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. this is cool. We're back. Star Wars is cool, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's and it's cool. just I love the fact that this is essentially um the, you know the the more that we get into this show, the later and later we get as far as the. Um, the latest timeline that we've seen in yeah. Star Wars because, you know, this is bas- um Oh, wait, no, what am I talking about? Well, sequels. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, there is quite a large gap in between. 30 years. The, uh, yeah. In that period. And so, yeah, we are learning more. Like, the Mandalorian is exploring kind of what's like a new era, a post-Return of the Jedi yeah. era. So that is that is true, but uh, it is it is exciting. And, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see where this, the future of the show goes because it could be any direction. It could be more backstory. It could be more of what we're seeing in the crime syndicate on Tatooine. It could be going anywhere because we don't really know. The trailers are mostly caught up at this point. So yeah, well, the good thing exciting. is that the good thing is that um, if it's if we're going to get something new in the next episode and the episodes to come, that'll be great. But if it's more of what we're getting now, we'll still be happy because it's clear that what we have just seen is working for us. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's that, guys. Thank you very much that, for yeah. listening to our review and our discussion. That's going to be the show for today. Just a bit of a quick one for yeah. us, but, uh, you know. We're going to be fun. back next week for episode two, yeah. um, which is which is cool. Um, oh, this is something I quickly mentioned. Yeah. Um, the the titles, right? What was it? A Stranger in a Strange Land. Yeah. yeah. Which was kind of hinting mostly towards what's happening. Actually, Double meaning. I just like the fact that, it's... you know, with um, with the Mandalorian, right, it was essentially like, kind of like a one-word thing. Mm, yeah. The passenger, the the heiress, the Jedi, that this kind of thing. This is a book. This is it's a book. More exactly. So that's what I love is that these chapters actually felt like – you know what a chapter would be called in a book. Yeah. You know, not not that chapters in books couldn't be called the heiress or the or the titles that we got in Mandalorian. Or chapter one, 
chapter two. Yeah, but these felt a little bit more tangible, which is yeah. awesome. I like, and it's kind of like a double meaning because he's a stranger in the strange lands, obviously, in the Tuscans because he's been yeah. like captured and he's not used to this area and like he's trying to learn and survive. But also, he's a stranger to this world of like being a crime boss. He's kind of new here. He's shaking yeah. up. He's doing things differently. So I, because he's like lived in this meaning. world before as a mercenary and as a bounty hunter, but he's never yeah. been in charge. He's never been Lord Fett. Yeah, I loved when they called him Lord Fett. Yeah. Um. So, and I imagine that because of the fact that the present day events basically got cut off after Fennec Shan brings in this uh, mercenary or this um, marauder. Yep. Uh, episode two will most likely lead into who hired them. Mm. It most likely being the mayor of What's Mos Espa. Be happening? Yeah. Because that conflict that, here. that kind of conflict was set up when the whole tribute thing happened. Um. But anyway, we were wrapping up. We're so, gonna wrap it up. We're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna go. We're gonna get home. You guys. You guys gotta go home. You got important things to do. Like watch Star Wars again. Yeah. Watch it all over again. Uh. Yeah. So thank you very much for watching, guys. We'll be yeah. back next week for our review and discussion of episode two. Uh. And we really hope you guys are enjoying the show as is. Uh. We're we're always grateful for you guys and the people who keep watching uh, because we love doing it every week. And we sometimes talk about the fact that we don't really care if anyone's listening or not. We love doing this. We we love doing this regardless. Mm. But uh, either way, this episode is going to be available on Apple Podcasts as well as all the audio um, platforms that we're available on, which will be available in the description below. On YouTube, of course, and uh, also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of thing. Uh, And all those links will be in the description below as well. Um, Yeah, social media, yep, all that stuff. So um, yeah, find us there and... That's pretty much it, Michael. Any any other closing thoughts? Start to cue the outro. Um, yeah, uh, not too much. Just uh, remember to check us out weekly and uh, watch the Book of Boba Fett with us uh, before each week, so you can uh, join in with us on our spoiler yeah. spoiler reviews and you know get a good look at uh, what's happening. And uh, it's exciting to be Star Wars fan again. You know, it is I a good time to be a Star Wars but, uh, fan, guys. So it's good. Yep, this has been telling, telling the, the odds. odds.